A monarch is control, he thought, remembering a passage from the Way of Kings. He provides stability. It is his service and his trade good. If he cannot control himself, then how can he control the lives of men? What merchant worth his stormlight won't partake of the very fruit he sells? Heroes of presents Stormpod, a Stormlight Archive podcast. Book One, The Way of Kings. This is just a quick spoiler warning for chapter 28, Decision. Um, if you have not read this far in the book, I would suggest going back and reading. Or if you have skipped to this episode without having listened to the previous ones, I would <laughs> suggest going back and listening as well. Um, you definitely don't want to be spoiled in this. Um, if you have uh, not skipped at all and are in the right spot, then enjoy the episode. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sean Q. And... You know, I've been thinking a lot about things, and due to weird dreams I've been having, I, um, I'm i not fit to run this intro like I should be, so I've decided to abdicate the intro to my co-host, Jack. Jack, this is to you. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Jack, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Sean. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> it's going okay. Thanks for uh, throwing me the intro. I think I... Uh, just kind of copied and pasted what uh, what you've done so far. How, uh, yeah. how did I do? I think you did pretty good. I think you did as good as Adeline is going to do when he has to take over for the Colin family. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Um, I, I'll have to get my my announcer voice on a little bit there. Uh, no, I think your your normal voice is good. Um, yeah. Just right off the top of the show here, we should let the listeners know that uh, you and I invested in some new microphones. Oh yes, we did. So you should uh, you should hear some uh, two sexy, um, s- sorry, two somewhat sexy sounding voices um, coming at <laughs> your earballs. Relatively sexy. Yeah, on a scale uh, of one to ten of voice sexiness, like ten being Alan Cross and one being Pee Wee Herman, we're like at a four right now. And you know what? We were <laughs> we were cruising at a two. So cruising at a two. Yeah moderately some averagely sexy voices yes um I think so. i'm i'm digging i'm digging this new uh this what do they call this thing a windscreen fly screen what do they the call uh the pop filter pop filter the pop yeah. the pop yeah, filter it's, it's kind of nice I'm right digging this pop pop filter yeah i'm liking this new this new gear my friend uh and i'm also liking this chapter chapter 28 yes decision it's um it's something special this episode uh, this chapter man i uh what a way to end part two well i gotta say off the top um this was a heavyweight um uh chapter for me as a first-time reader of course uh we're dealing with dalinar uh in this chapter largely and I could not come up with a better title or an alternate title. Once again, sometimes it just doesn't happen. And no, 
Actually, no, I actually I, did, I came up with a, a funny one, which would have been uh, Danlin, who is Adeline's new new squeeze. <laughs> so I couldn't help but laugh. So once again, Dalinar's son, Adeline, up to his old tricks, and he's got a new he's got a new squeeze. Yeah. Every um every time he has a new every time he has a new um girl he's courting the the ch- the chapter should be named after her regardless of how much she's in the actual chapter. Yeah, I think that <laughs> Adeline has more uh, women than I can count Spren in this <laughs> series. So way to go, Adeline! You're yeah. you're outdoing the Spren population. That's out that's there. that's hilarious. Um. Great chapter. I really enjoyed it. To be honest, it was it was heavy. Mm-hmm. And I kind of I kept anticipating that there was gonna be some kind of um event in mm-hmm. this chapter, like something to end part two, where I'm like, well, actually, you know, for those listeners, I suppose that are reading it for the first time, um or haven't read it. Uh well, actually, I guess this is full of spoilers, so you're gonna have yeah, to have read it if you're listening yeah. to this. So I, I, um, I throw a spoiler out. I spoil. I do a spoiler oh, warning okay, before we good. talk. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. So this this chapter, Adeline. Um, well, d- did you want to set us up here with the? Uh... Sure. Yeah. Um. Uh, th- th- just to say to, to you uh, first that you, you said that you know yeah. like uh, you expected like some kind of like big event or a moment here of like ex- yeah. inspiration or something, and and I think the the fact that the chapter is a little bit. Um, disappointing at the end is i think supposed to reflect how disappointed we are in, in dalinar here that he's just sort of giving up right it's it's yeah it's a really um forlorn kind of kind of, uh, sort of a read like you've, you're yeah. following dalinar throughout um part two mm-hmm. and you get to know him you get to uh experience his struggles that he he's having his personal struggles the struggles Mm -hmm. with these visions um the uh the struggles that he's having with his own son with regards to him going mad right um and now you you also we find out a bit more about his about his past and how he was in love with the same woman that his brother was in love with so you've got this bizarre love triangle kind of element to the character she comes back into the yeah she comes back into the uh the picture and that kind of confuses him a little bit too so Mm. there's he's going through a lot right now he's going through a lot but but that's part of what makes me think with this decision that he makes in this chapter Mm -hmm. i i just i can't help but feel like wow like i i i I was reading it and the, the event that i was sort of hinting at that i expected to uh have happen was something within the chapter like some kind of a, a big event like a maybe a character dies or there's a battle or there's or like a duel or something or like or a, a duel like like some kind of like larger drama e- even a even a visit from uh from um uh the uh oh jeepers i can't remember his name now. The, the king's wit yeah, the, the, the yeah the king's wit yeah. um some kind of intervention but there wasn't it, it was kind of a a plotting chapter that kind of walked you through how hard it is for Dalinar yeah to come to this decision yeah it's a, it's a little ho hum right it's a little meh yeah, <laughs> yeah but it's, I, I think it's supposed to be yeah. Yeah. So let's there's say, our let's review guys that's a review yeah. for this chapter it's <laughs> meh it um yeah, uh, no i i i i <laughs> i i enjoyed quite, quite a bit of it um it's just it's a hard chapter it's for a, sure it's a heavy way to end part two. That's mm-hmm. all. 
It's just so it's, it's it kinda, starts off it starts off just as like kind of like sad, right? Like Adeline and his father are walking around doing these inspections, and mm-hmm. Adeline is looking at his father, and his father they're both dressed in their shard plate. Um, you know that Adeline says that it's important. He thinks that it's important, or that his father said it's important for the men to see him, see them walking mm-hmm. around in this shard plate because it's like they're the symbol of greatness in their in the army or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And since the Colin uh, uh, princedom only has these two shard bearers, it's important for them to be seen in that plate. Um, mm-hmm. He says something here. He says that his father looks fragile even in the shard plate. Yeah, right, right up the start. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I noted that too, which is kind of, a, again, it's kind of a disappointing observation because Dalinar the Blackthorn is a warrior that as you're reading this series, you, you, you want to imagine him as being, you know, powerful and in charge. And, and certainly he's not the character that I would describe as being fragile. No, no, I, I, not after but seeing yet. him catch the Chasm Fiend Claw and not after him mm. like single-handedly taking that plateau at the, uh, the run, um, the plateau run like that. He's, he's not this character, but he also is. And we've been, we've been seeing him deteriorate a little bit as we go through this part. Right. So I love what's described next after this, uh, Sean is, uh, the, the description of the Chulls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go, go, go. Uh, I, well, it says it says the Chulls' whip-like antenna twitched, mandibles clacking, fist-sized black eyes glancing about. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that description of the black eyes being fist-sized. I just, uh, again, I just I, l- I like the way that uh, it uh, it puts it in the context it. for us how big these things are, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and like, imagine a great shell. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, this is this is heavy stuff. Um, Dalinar is with his son, and uh, they are. Um, well, I, I think I think I think you can tell that it's the weight of this decision mm-hmm. that Dalinar is having a hard time. At at the very start of the chapter, he's he's withholding it from Madeline. Right, right. He says to Adeline, he says, you know, like um, I need I need a I need to. He says to him a little later, he's like, I need to make a decision. And uh, mm. being the kind of person to sit around and just think about stuff is not who I am. I need to be moving to think. So he, um, so that's why the, one of the reasons why they're doing this right now is they're doing inspections because it gets him out and he's walking around and thinking. Um, one of the first things they do is they go to see Taleb, who is like kind of like their general or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like the top uh, light eyes officer in in the Colon army. And he's showing them the experiments he's been doing with the bridge runs. Hmm. Yes, with regards to them being um, perhaps too heavy, because it was describing that the bridges were groaning. Hmm. Um, yeah, because they have to like they have to bring the chull across to be able to be the because they don't want to use men to put that push that final bridge right. Hmm. Um. And so the chull has to go across this lighter bridge. And it's like buckling under the weight. And then Adeline says, well, we better keep working on it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, so, like, so basically he orders like a, a complete redesign of these siege bridges, which right. of course Taleb is like, well, that's, that's going to be very costly. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's, but, but Dalinar says, well, if it helps us win one extra gem heart, the it's Adeline that says this, right? Um, 
was it Adeline that, mm-hmm. that's like that, uh, that's uh, Dalinar takes a back seat to um, to Adeline this whole entire time. The only time that oh, he doesn't because yeah. he says, "Adeline, what 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 do you think?" Like throwing right. Adeline in there. That's right. Mm-hmm. And Adeline starts to realize uh, after this happens two or three times during this walk that Dalinar is giving uh, uh, Adeline the lead. He's like, "Something's up." Like he can tell. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that uh, Taleb. Um, Upon being asked to redesign these siege, these siege bridges, he says, uh, "Yes, I'll speak with Lady uh, Kalana. Mm-hmm. Uh, perhaps she perhaps she can des- devise a new design." And in this in this world building that he's created, um, the women uh, of this world tend to, in general, um, uh, sort of uh, they lean towards careers uh, and and callings, if you will. Mm-hmm in this matter. So I did, I just love that because it's yeah. a little bit different to maybe what we experience is that uh, like engineers, I think is still a male dominated field if I'm not mistaken right now. Um, but, in, but, in, but in this, it's awesome that it's, it's women that are designing everything and mm-hmm. that the men look to for scientific uh, sort of discovery. And it's just, I, I think it's really cool. I think a little later, uh, Navani says to uh, Dalinar that um, don't you find it uh, uh, funny that men, um only oh, yeah. destroy yeah. and women create yeah mm-hmm. the spheres are uh yeah i think yeah. it's a little later in this uh in this chapter but um man yeah. do i ever love me some navani let's let's get to her um oh, she's awesome yeah so she uh or so they um so they're looking at these bridges then they move on and dalinar mm-hmm. uh looks over and he's like he wonders why shard plates were never made for workers for like hard labor workers Right. And he's like, that's made for war and slaughter, but not really ever to be used as a tool by ordinary men. Um, I thought that was really cool. And then we sh- and then Dalinar shows us how useful it is a little later. Yes, he does. Mm-hmm. Which isn't, that's probably, that has to be my, my highlight, I think. Oh, it's um, so awesome. We can, we can skip right to it if you want. Sure. I mean, it's, it's, well, well, here you've got, you've got Dalinar and his son walking around in shard plate, showing mm-hmm. off their, um, the, uh, the shard blade. Mm-hmm. And, and you can literally do almost anything in, in this, in this armor with these, with these items. I mean, right. you have the strength and, or the capability of 20 men. You can leap, uh, great distances into the air. You have, um, armor that can take mighty blows, uh, resisting most, if not all kind of damage. Um, yeah. and they don't use it for like things like, you know, constructing. And, and, um, in this case, uh, Dalinar sees it, uh, upon himself to help his men, uh, create, uh, an area for a new latrine. Right. And he just dives in there and tells the men to take a break. And he starts using his, his own muscle, his own. I love this where he, he summons his Warhammer and two men have to pull it on a cart. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love, I love that he asked, he asks for, for, for the Warhammer and then his men are kind of like, you know, like they're, they're like, they're getting excited. Like, Oh, like what, what's going on? Is there some kind of duel yeah. maybe happening or what's, mm-hmm. what's going on? They're excited. And then it's like, no, I'm just going to break rocks up and, contribute to the heavy labor that yeah. you guys do but yeah. i'm going to do it with with what i should be using to help which is with this amazingly powerful it's it's literally like molnir except that he doesn't have to be worthy you just have to be strong enough to pick it up <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. well you just have to be lu- lu- lucky enough to acquire a shard blade right which by the way big mystery for me as a first-time reader is how do the parshendi get there 
Right. Sharp. Yeah, that's um, that's uh, where's Dunny? Where's that? Do Dunny? You, where's where's Dunny? Is there Dunny? <laughs> I think he was he was just here. Come here, come here, Dunny, come here. Yeah. Um. So yeah, very very cool. Yeah, this um, him him coming in into the pit and uh, bra- breaking rocks like this is very um, very reminiscent of that parable that we get from High, uh, the Way of Kings, where the mm. and he says it a little later, right? Like he kind of equates it to that, like the, the the king who helps carry the boulder is the kind of the parable that he told us about. Remember, and mm. and like this is exactly what he's doing. You wouldn't ask your men to do something that you wouldn't do, and so getting down and building a latrine is something that he'd do, right? And again, this is this is Kaladin. Mm-hmm. This is absolutely Kaladin. It's the same sort of or similar aspects to these to these two men. Yeah. Uh, to these two men of war, they've been they've they've just got a very similar sort of outlook on things. Yeah, earlier he says um, when commenting to his son about you know why why didn't the uh, the radiance um, make uh, tools or other right. uh, like like tools of power for ordinary men to 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 have to toil with? Yeah, and he says perhaps that's their final uh, condemnation of them and their ideals for all of their lofty claims. They never gave their plate or its secrets to the common people. And then Adeline is, yeah. I don't, I don't understand why that's important, father. Right. He's, like, Adeline's, Adeline's not getting it yet. Get it. No, he no, doesn't quite yet. get it. Yeah. He, he, he I feel well, like he's, he, <laughs> he's too busy with all these girls. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, right, right. He's just got, he's just got, uh, got not enough time on his hands. He's got some uh, Denlin and whatever the other. I mean, I'm. It's so, it, it, what's what's hilarious is I'm forgetting their names. Right. I mean, like, no wonder Dalinar forgets them, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're Dalinar right now. Um, I, I do like um before like before we got to the um as they were doing the inspection, uh, Dalinar asks Adeline if he's ever felt the thrill. Yeah, and and what's interesting there um is that. Down da- is that Adeline, when his father asks him this, he's a little bit uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they're talking like they're, like they're talking about sex or something like right. that. Um, like it's it's kind of it's kind of uncomfortable. And he says, Yeah, well, uh, I have uh, who hasn't, right? And, and we have heard before that uh, uh, Dalinar said that this is like you know, the someone and their thrill is a very personal, like private thing. And mm-hmm. um, and so that's why I, Adeline's getting all like wigged out about it. Yeah, no, I. Uh, well, again, it's uh, sh- uh, showing what's going on in Dalinar's mind. He's he is losing the thrill on the last run that that we saw. Right, he lost he lost it. Um, midway through the battle, and he realizes that as an officer of war. He can't have, he can't be like that. Mm-hmm. So again, this decision, it, like, like this decision is really, it's already made. Yeah. Th- throughout just, this entire chapter, he's already made his decision. Right. He's, he's just, just needing to of, admit it to himself. Yeah. Which is why, again, it's, it's a heavy, it's a heavy chapter. It's, it's um, mm-hmm. weighty. The weighty yeah, chapter. We do get uh, we do get a little bit of information here on the on the walk um, um, about like um, Dalinar and Adeline have a kind of a, t- a conversation about um, 
what this uh, area, like what the Shattered Plains is going to look like in the future, because it's going to become, if it's not already, an Alethi province. And like, and then they start talking about like what happens to the value of gemstones if we stay here and win all these gem hearts. Mm -hmm. Like what happens to our economy then? Which, you know, is something crazy to conceive of like that that mm-hmm. a story is gonna like talk about that or even consider it well it's funny uh adeline i think is pretty much left speechless like when when his father says um what will happen to the value of, of gemstones if we continue to capture gem hearts at the rate that we have mm-hmm. and i think his son just i think i think it's just i ellipsis that and that was a good question yeah it, and it is a good question he says, he says, what happens, I wonder, when the scarcest yet most desirable substance in the land suddenly becomes commonplace? Right. There's much going on here, son, much we haven't considered. The gem hearts, the Prashendi, the death of Gavilar. You will have to be ready to consider these things. Right. And then Adeline's like, what, like, what does that mean? Like, yeah, I don't think he says that out loud. See, he's, he already, says it, like, he's already, no, no, he does. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the text right now. Um, he's already made up his mind. Right. Like it, it's, it's, it's already me. Oh, right. Yeah. Adeline says me, Adeline said, what does that mean? Yeah. But Dalinar doesn't answer. He just brushes it aside no. and they go to the next thing, right? They go to the next, yeah. uh, in like an inspection or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Adeline starts thinking about like all these things that he has to like, he, you know, he's going to have to start considering all this stuff. And, um, I love what they, sh- what, what they say about the Bershendi here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He starts saying, he starts thinking that like the shattered planes, fighting was different than other wars right um because mm-hmm. like parshendi themselves are like each themselves a heavy inf- infantryman and yeah but but mobile is right, the thing like right, they're mobile they attack, heavy they attack by pairs right well they attack by pairs but with with the unique nature of this armor that we found out i think it was last chapter that this armor grows on them it grows on them and in, in such a way that it doesn't hinder their movements like even 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 there's some res- there's a little bit of restriction with the shard plate because they actually uh, m- make mention of that that these parshendi are actually more mobile mm-hmm. um, because it grows right on their skin. Right, it's fascinating. Yeah, like they can like just jump from plateau to plateau, um, and they have like this. Uh, Adeline, Adeline says that they have this like uncanny way to be able to coordinate their attacks like they're communicating with each other yeah i wonder if they have telepathy you know what uh it might make sense because weren't they largely silent when they first met them and then they they taught them their language and they learned Mm -hmm. it quickly really quickly right like within a couple of days yeah and it was like the first time that they heard them like um communicate back so maybe they are like telepathic or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> the, um, one of the cool I'm things that uh, um, uh, Dalinar, or Dalinar, um, Adeline says here is that there's two specific ways that they've learned to defeat them. And mm. shard blades is one. But shard blades need support. You can't just have dudes out right. there with shard blades and able to take on armies because Adeline says like, you know, there, there was this one time that he saw mm. an actual shard bearer taken down and it was by a group of men with spears and they just kept hacking away at his armor with spears from a distance. And, and then a, an archer, a light eyes archer killed him. 
from 50 paces yeah right not a heroic end yeah mm-hmm. yeah and that's the interesting way, the other way he says is uh by quick moving formations they need to have you need to have flexibility and discipline so you can't be too set in your battle tactics you have to be able to adapt to what these parshendi are doing because they fight differently they fight mm-hmm. almost like guerrilla tactics or something mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. flexibility mixed with discipline yeah i like that a lot yeah uh, that's a really cool line then they go to see the fifth battalion lord haverum mm-hmm. yeah this is cool i mean again it's he's ushering he's sort of parading his son around like Right, you know, like this is this is your guy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's almost like he's. I mean, he doesn't have to introduce him to them, but it's like get used to it. Mm-hmm. Th- this mm-hmm. is going to be your commander. Get used to it. Mm-hmm. I like how um, Adeline goes out there and he's inspecting the way that they're dressed and the way that they're they like they're, you mm-hmm. know, they're, they're not just their uniform, but like they're literally their stance and all that kind of stuff too. And um, he, it says that uh, Adeline asks random men if they have any worries in the uh, the army. Like he actually mm-hmm. takes interest in their opinions. As if there, if there's a you know, is there anything that you know we could be doing better? And uh, I really like this. I like it, it makes shows that Adeline is a really good person. Yeah, he's got his father's uh, sort sort of traits coming out there. And again, I would share these traits with Kaladin. Right. Well, I, I, of um, course. That's the whole point of this, right? Like, is showing this. Uh, I don't, I don't know characters. where it's going, but I don't know yeah. where it's going. But I'm, I'm jumping. Me, me either. Um, yeah, Dunny. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Where's funny Dunny? Guy. He's pretty funny. We don't want to overuse um, the "Where's Dunny" because it's a really good thing to use. I don't want to. I don't want to kill it. So, let's. Okay. Uh, yeah, let's. <laughs> I don't want people to get Dunny like a, a Dunny sickness or whatever. And just how many Dunnies did they do in that podcast? Jeez, Louise. Um, seriously, I don't think I'll ever listen to them again. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Dalinar says you did that well when he's uh, inspecting, mm-hmm. and he's and Dalinar's or, or sorry, Adeline's um, like all well, all I did is walk down a line. Yes, but it was yeah. a good presentation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've learned well. I think you're reading too much into a simple inspection, Father. They go, mm-hmm, they go interview the um, the grooms that were interviewed by Sadius on the way to the plateau run. Yeah, and I didn't like this. Um, because they ask these groom, uh, these grooms of the horses, and of course, this is with regards to the the uh, uh, Elokar's insistent uh, sort of right. um, uh, on the on this investigation into the possibility that his um, saddle was uh, tampered with, was cut, yeah. um, the girth was cut, and that he fell, um, and so of course, this massive investigation, which has resulted in Sadius becoming high prince of information, and now right. uh, Sadius is hell bent on asking appointed questions uh, to um, Dalinar's men, including these mm-hmm. these grooms of the horses, and they, and I don't like the way that that they respond here. Like they, <laughs> yeah, they're like, we didn't tell him shit. <laughs> yeah, don't worry, wink, wink. We we didn't. It's like, what are you doing? Like. Yeah. Um, it says here, uh, Adeline says, like, what specifically did Sadius ask you? Uh, he wanted to know our duties in the camp. We're grooms, you see. Um, uh, he asked around, said one of the men, or, well, his people did. Found out we were in charge of the king's horse during the Chasmphine hunt, but we didn't say nothing. First soldier repeated, nothing to right, get you in, right. nothing to get you in trouble, sir. We're not going to give, uh, that, uh, 
or that high print sprite lord sir the the rope to hang you with yeah. it's like what what are you talking about like what why are you yeah, and they call him an nervous? eel they say yeah he's an eel and we know it and then dalinar's like he's a high prince and you will respect like, him yeah yeah like mind your tongue kind of thing mm-hmm. you know um but they get out of him that they he, they were just you know asked about um it was anything cut or done to like they just he Zadius is literally just doing his due diligence right the one the only clue that is um maybe of any importance here is that the one of the one of these grooms says um there was a lot of confusion that day and a right. lot of people wasn't a right regular plateau assault or nothing like that and well to be honest sir have thought that we'd need to protect the king's saddle of all things under the halls right i think that it's that confusion in there there could be the room for an event Mm -hmm. because really these men are saying no we didn't notice anything wrong with the saddle we didn't notice anything wrong with the girth it wasn't cut if we had noticed anything like that we would have replaced it um but I, but I find it just so, just so odd the way that they're uh, speaking about Dalinar, like as if there's something to hide. Yeah. Well, when Sadius um, comes back, when when they go on that plateau run, and Sadius goes and talks to them, and then he comes back and talks to Dalinar afterwards, he says, "You have some pretty loyal men," meaning like they are willing to say whatever it is to protect you. And mm. and and Adeline, Adeline says now in this chapter, like they didn't, you know, do us any favors. These men did not make you look innocent of anything. Mm. Yeah, they, they, he says, uh, they probably didn't do much to help our cause, Adeline said, despite their adder, or rather because of it. And then Dalinar says, yeah, agreed. Interview them separately mm. and see if you can tease specifics from them. Try to find out exactly the words Sadius used and what exactly their responses were. Because words matter, and Dalinar knows it. So he's like, I want to mm. know exactly what they said. And I think it's uh, now, now. Is it before? I have a note here, and I don't know where um, in the chapter. I wrote it down because I, I, I thought again, it's another highlight of Dalinar's character. It is the fact that Dalinar would approve uh, dark-eyed common soldiers mm-hmm. to to bring their families uh, to the shattered plains. Yeah, that and was that earlier. He, that was earlier, and he mm-hmm. would pay half the cost. Yeah. Or he'd pay all Sorry. the cost or something, I think, right? I think I think it said half the cost of it, but still it just and and still it's really it nice. just and he was the only high prince that that did it. Mm-hmm. Again, um, it showed that he had, you know, respect for the dark eyes, so called, um, that are also contributing to efforts in this in this war, right? Or sorry, yeah. this vengeance pact. Um where do they go? Where where do they go next? Oh, Thanadol. Yeah. Now, Than- oh, no, this is a, a messenger, right? The messenger of to- Thanadol, yeah. Okay, so a messenger approaches uh, Dalinar um, and company. And it's not Says, good news. Yeah, he's like, uh, uh, Thanadol, um, High Prince Thanadol is um, busy that evening and will um, talk to you uh, at the king's feast instead. And then Dalinar's <laughs> like, okay, seriously? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what's the real shit? Well, first of all, I mean, um, this is funny. This, so 
I'm going to bring up a little thing that I think is cool. I think it's been going on for quite a while now in this entire series, this whole book. But um, uh, okay, so for me, it's top of page 510. Um, yes, Delaner said, Niter, the head of the Cobalt Guard, ran to intercept the newcomers. Um, he could be overly suspicious at times, but that wasn't a terrible trait for a bodyguard to have. This is when the messenger is uh, is coming up. Um, I like the fact that Brandon, Mr. Sanderson, is is naming everybody. Mm-hmm. So much like Kaladin, the importance was that the that the Bridgman had names, right? And I love it that I mean. I don't know if Niter is going to re- reoccur, but there's been so many characters that that Mr. Sanderson will 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 give a name. Um, and I just I think that's really great. I yeah, think it's like is, the, you know, the, the author himself is sharing that quality. You know what I mean? With the it, it makes total sense because um, especially with what you said that Kaladin um, infers with the whole no one even knows that each other's names. Where here we get to know their names, so. Um, it's important mm. and it's also important because these are people around Dalinar and Dalinar mm. thinks they're all important as well. No, but this, uh, yeah, you're right. This messenger now, this, now, <laughs> this, this, this sucks. So, so Thanadol basically has, has the balls to, to full out say to Dalinar, you know, no, like I'm not interested in meeting with you. I would be willing to meet with you at this uh what is it called the king's the king's banquet or the king's yeah um where where everybody's going to be drunk. feast yeah the, the king's, king's feast, feast. The it's king's the same feast. thing as we had last time with the plateaus on the, mm-hmm. on, the sh- on the short lake or whatever yeah and he's like you know we can't do it there everyone's going to be drinking and he's thinking everyone's going to be drinking and shit and it's not a good spot to have this kind of conversation I want to have with him. So he pushes it with the guys like, well, is there any other time that uh, High Prince Than- Thanadol will be ready? Yeah. And then he says, Bright Lord, he said that if you, uh, he says, um, his master or his High Prince uh, yeah. uh, Thanadol mm-hmm. says that uh, if you pressed, I should explain that he has spoken with several of the other High Princes and feels he knows the nature of your inquiry. He said to tell you he does not wish to form an alliance, nor does he have any intention of joining you on the plateau assault. Um, <laughs> wah, wah. Yeah. And like, again, like it's just, and, and then, and then the next line I think is yeah, Thanadol was the last of them. Right. So that was the last high prince that he could possibly have formed this alliance with. And again, the visions telling him unite, unite them. And it's just, it's impossible and I think that all of this is just making this decision uh, somewhat easier, right? Yeah, I, I think that's exactly it. Like he might have had like a glimmer of hope, and he's like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna unite them. But now that he can't do that, he's just like, okay, this isn't working. But he mm-hmm. he does say that uh, Hatham said no with exceeding politeness, and Bethab let his wife give the news. Um, yeah. So yeah, he's just he, he, he had the even... courage. Well, I mean, you know, there's nothing. Nece- well, uh, it, I, I think it breaks precedent, right? There is one. There is one left, though, right? Sadius. There is one high prince, yeah, who hasn't said no, but he hasn't asked him. He hasn't asked him, right? But now he's 
made the decision. Right. Um, so yeah, I really like this part. I thought, I thought it was really, um, it shows yet again, the political, um, stuff going on in this series. And, uh, I like it. I really do like the political side of it. Well, even Adeline is, you know, after all of this, um, he says, father, I'm sorry. And then, and then Delaner says, perhaps it's for the best. The important thing is that I have failed. I can't get them to work together. Alucard yeah. was right. And then he says, I, I would like you to continue inspections. Yeah, um, he sends them away. Something and, I want to do. Yeah, and this is when we get the uh, the uh, um, metal rock, uh, the, uh, the, the metal rock video <laughs> that is this hammer on... Uh, <laughs> the uh, Grimlock smash! Yeah, it's totally like badass. <laughs> um, there's like 80s like... I'm going to uh, break this rock. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I love it. Yeah. It's, um, it's definitely the highlight of the, 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 the chapter for me as well. Um, oh yeah. His action of doing this work, this labor, mm -hmm. it's just, yeah. that's this toil. That's Dalinar. It's amazing. Yeah. Taleb comes by and he says something like, he tells the men, you know, listen to your high prince and go relax. Cause they're all just sitting there watching him do it. He's like, if he's going to do the work for you, go actually relax. And then they all hang out under a tree and they get some shade and they actually do relax. Mm -hmm. I love this, this reading from the way of Kings right at the start of this new point of view. Yeah. Um, um, I think I, I think I wanted us to read it actually. Oh, did you? I love it. It's great. Yeah. You, you can read it if you want. A monarch is control. He thought remembering a passage from the way of kings he provides stability it is his service and his trade good if he cannot control himself and how can he control the lives of men what merchant worth his stormlight won't partake of the very fruit he sells yeah it's so good and that's it right there is him being willing yeah to partake in the fruit that he's selling. He's he's willing to do the work, work of war, which does include building a latrine. Right. I, I just, it's it's amazing. I absolutely love getting to read the Way of Kings when we have those italics. Yeah, I And know. I get excited when I see them. Like, it's it's so, it's so well written. Fetch my uh, war hammer. Have it waiting for said, me at the staging field. Love it. Sorry, can I, uh, I think I just said, uh, I meant to say it's so well written. And I might have said it's um, it's so well written, like within, uh, within, like within, like um, a fancy way of being able to say Will it's, Wheaton, I guess. Uh, it's so well written. It's well written. It's Is weird. It? My apologies for my uh, my my night brain. The night brain. <laughs> um, That's okay. Yeah, we get um, we get a really cool a uh, part here where they um, the. Um, breaking of the rocks and the, like the, we actually get a kind of a description of how it goes. And Dalinar says to himself, he's like, you know what? I can, I know how this is supposed to go. I had to approve all the work orders for this. So I know exactly how this latrine is supposed to be built. So mm -hmm. he like just says, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to build the sucker. And he like, you know, puts in, I don't even know how many hours. It's, it's a lot, a lot of time that he puts in a lot of time. This, um, okay. So there's a few things that he says while he's working that I just love. Mm -hmm. uh, it felt good to be working, to be doing something useful. Uh, yeah. Lately, he felt as if his efforts had been akin to running about in circles. And he says a little, little later, 
that it feels fulfilling to do something where progress was obvious. And it's been six years of war and they haven't got anywhere really marginally. So like this, this kind of sounds like world war one where you're fighting for what a few feet of land Mm -hmm. and then making like, uh, you know, very little headway. Um, as, as you toil each, each, each and every day, I mean, well, it's very different from world war one, but, uh, mm-hmm. um, but I think that that six, it's been six years. Yeah, exactly. He's just reached the end. Like the thrill is gone. The, the reason for being here for him is gone, you know, and he's having all of these sort of philosophical kind of questions, uh, and of course the the visions yeah so yeah i love it that's it's definitely my highlight for sure yes yeah, it's, it's 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 wonderful and it's then, a wonderful part and then the beautiful the wonderful oh i do like this uh on page 514 of the of the paperback um it's it says never fight other men except when forced to in war bang mm-hmm. Let your actions defend you, not your words. Bang. And he's continuing with his Warhammer. I just love the way that's written. It's kind of the codes, right? It's, it's the codes that he's saying. The codes, the teachings mm-hmm. of the book, the things in the visions deluded, uh, or delusions showed. And then these are all stuff that keeps coming up in all of them. They're in the codes, mm-hmm. they're in the book, and they're in the visions as well. Mm-hmm. Just like Adeline uh, said to him before, that these three things are, are tied up in you somehow. Hmm. There's um there's a part here before we get Navani. Um it says like that we get this um he starts thinking to himself about the idea of the Alethi afterlife again. Um it's like the thirst for war is what drove them as a people. And mm-hmm. the Alethi light eyes were called to fight and to train themselves in honorable battle so that when they die they can join the Herald's army and take back the Tranquiline Halls. Personally, I don't mm-hmm. think it sounds much like an afterlife. Um, you know, uh, uh, afterlife indicates to me that you know a uh, tranquiline halls. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like sounds like war again, right? Um, we've received pieces of this throughout um, the book so far, but Dalinar really kind of lays it out in like one thought here. You know, like um, L- Alethi light eyes are called to fight, and they train themselves in honorable battle. And then when they die, they can join the Herald's army yeah. and take back the Tranquiline Halls. So that's their idea of what afterlife is. Is you train here on Roshar, and then you get to go to the afterlife and fight them. And the join war. the Herald's army. Oh, okay, right. geez. So it's kind of like you prove yourself in this war to prove yourself in a more significant war. Or, right. Uh, so... Yeah, that's that doesn't sound like a Kaladin at the beginning of this novel was fighting in Amram's army, just hoping to get to a more honorable war. Right. He was hoping to succeed in this one to be able to go right. to the Shattered Plains and fight in a war that mattered. And all of Alethi fight wars here on Roshar in order to be able to go to the Tranquiline Halls and fight the war. So all this fighting is just the way. This is the way. Yeah. It's literally just all of life on Roshar is just training for the afterlife. What do you, I wanted to ask you, like, what do you think of that? 
Well, the unfortunate uh, aspect of that idea, which of course we can relate to what we experience, is that um, I personally believe that you, in that pursuit, miss out a lot on what's happening around you in this life. Mm -hmm. So when, when you're sort of, sort of teleologically living your life for the afterlife, you could be, it's a bit of Ferris Bueller. Like if you don't stop to, to you know, to, to look around right. once in a while, you're going to miss it. Right. So that's, I think the lesson there is, um, but for these, uh, for these, uh, characters in this, in this, uh, um, in this fantasy uh, world, uh, it, it could be as real as that, that, that this is not um, uh, some metaphysical uh, thing that is uh, just a story or uh, an allegory or, you know, something like that, but it, it could mm -hmm. be, it could actually be real, legitimate, right. physical, it, it it's it, it it could be the one thing that I would caution though, and and talking about this is we get an example later on that I think Delinar says that the Way of Kings is like one of the only um, tomes of history that has survived the shadow days. So when the recreants mm -hmm. happened and the church was trying to gain power, there was all this like mm -hmm. purging of knowledge. And one of the only tomes, the complete tomes that survived that time is the way of Kings. It's this old book, which is largely abandoned, right? Right. So um, the fact that current Alethi believe in Voronism and that the main tenets of Voronism is what you do here matters so that you can go and fight in the tranquil line halls could be misinformation, right? So it could be true. And it also could be not true because Right. What they know of their history is very little. Right. And none of these characters that we've met can substantiate any of the claims um, uh, having to do with the, the heralds or the tranquiline halls. Right. It's just, it's almost too bad that we don't have like, um, like a scholar character um, in this <laughs> novel that could maybe shed some light on that subject. Uh, well, we do. We do have Yasna Colin who's uh, laboring uh, in Carbranth. Um, yeah, we have the scholar, right? That's she's yeah, the she's, scholar. Yeah, she's the scholar. However, yeah. she has a new um, ward, and that ward has that ardent. Um, right. That I I am hoping that that's still going to be a thing. I'm still waiting for my jam. Um, yeah, me, me too, Barry. dude. I'm a, I'm all about the jam. I'm hoping there's going to be jam in part three or four. I'm not sure what's happening here going in the future, but I, I am excited to get back to, to those other characters. If Me too. indeed part three goes back, I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. When he's doing this thing where he's hitting the rocks and he's thinking about all this stuff, he's like, what would the world be like if all men lived as the book that I've like, that I love proclaimed that we should live. Yeah. He's, he's talking about like someone has to be the example. Someone right. has to be the model. Yeah, and that in itself is a reason for him not to abdicate because no one else is going to do it. No, Sadius is not exemplifying these no. these traits. And even though Adelin is a good person, I don't think he he hates the codes. So if he does get if, if Dalinar does abdicate, one of the first things that Adelin will probably get rid of is the codes and and all this stuff, right? So Dalinar says he like you know he admits to himself that he 
he was a tyrant and a warmonger in his younger days. So, mm. so why, why him? Why wasn't all this stuff being done or, or, or like, why, why, like, why aren't these visions going to like a philosopher who actually might have the brain capacity to like understand them? But this is also um, supposedly happened before because his brother Gavilar right. has had sort of very similar events happen to him in the latter part of his life. I don't know if you have the um, the quote here handy. I don't I don't have it handy, but I do have um like a paraphrased quote here. He says from Gavilar. No, from um, I think it's from um, from Dalinar. Could time spent at the end of your life following the ideals of better men erase a lifetime of butchery? I love this thought that he has. Like he's trying to be a better person than he was when he was younger, but he's failing at it. What he was good at before, what he's known for, is this for like ferocious, you know, attack and take no prisoners attitude. Well, we find out from from uh, from Lady um, Navani. We find out from her a little bit later in this chapter, which is coming up pretty soon, I think, um, that she was afraid of him. Mm-hmm. in their in the, in the past like that that ends up being the reason that she declares to him yes. why she didn't choose him over gavilar was she was afraid of the blackthorn the blackthorn this tyrant this warmonger a little just a pinch earlier in that paragraph that that you're um um speaking about mm-hmm. i love the first sentence of that paragraph um it says stone could not be changed without pounding so, but just like anything, um, not everything is an absolute. So I actually pondered on that first sentence a little bit. Is Dalinar the, the stone here? Well, so this is it. So, so the stone could not be changed without pounding. Here he is. He is changing the very uh, sort of nature of uh, the way that we understand shard, shard bears. Mm-hmm. That's true. Here he is. Here he is smashing out a, a latrine. He is smashing the understanding of what a, of what a high prince does, of what a person of station does, of what a light eyes does. He is, you know, he is, you know, digging in the dirt. Peter Gabriel. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, he, you know, he's 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 in the muck. He's 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 in the he's in he's literally. Uh, smashing rock, um, doing the work of, well, perhaps like a prisoner. Yeah. You know, he's, he, it's, it's a so-called lowly position. Yeah. And, but I had a thought about stone not changing without pounding. The other way stone changes, as we know in the physical world, is very slowly with erosion. Mm -hmm. Wind can change stone. It's true. Water changes stone. <laughs> um, so I agree that you can smash. And again, I loved uh, Navani's uh, observation that, it, you know, oh, there's men, you know, they smashing and breaking things, right? Mm-hmm. I know. Um, I know something in on Roshar that has lots of water and lots of wind. High storms have right. both in massive amounts of quantity and right. there is something specific that happens to dalinar when the high storm or the high storms hit yeah so you might be onto something there that's really cool well i think so so this is so this is what i got thinking about was that 
sure you can change a stone by smashing it with with brute force and, and ignorance and and mm-hmm. and in some ways that's what it kind of seems that the these shards are like right. like it's 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 brutish it's brutal um physical intervention i'm, I'm right. smashing a rock i'm i've now I'm, I'm one man but i've become 20 with this thing um or it's it's, it's like the ring in lord of the rings Mm-hmm. it's the ring um but um the rain and the wind really is what changes the stone right hmm. you're right that and is the storm yeah and it's and it's slightly changing dalinar that's really cool i really like that mm-hmm. yeah um so yeah you well, get your um navani shows up yeah and uh, asks him, like, why aren't you using the blade? Isn't that a better tool? Yeah. <laughs> a sword She's, could uh, cut through the rocks as easily as a high storm cuts through a Herdazian. Yeah. Or so she was told. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's awesome. Yeah. Um, well, she kind of makes me nervous, though, because she's very powerful. Yeah. Um, and I really don't know uh, what her motive is. Like, I don't, I don't know. As a first time, again, I, I yeah. just, I don't know. My, my guard's up with her. I don't know. Um, I am, I've told you before that she's one of my favorite characters. And mm-hmm. one of the things you need to know about me, about me consuming uh, like uh, literature and fantasy, I, mm. I like heroes as much as I like villains in books. And, you know, if, right. a, if a villain makes me feel a certain way, I, I like, I like Sadius. I love Sadius as a character. He's, <laughs> he's awesome. Uh, he's well, he's yeah, a well-written, uh, yeah, well-realized bad guy. Yeah. bad guy in, uh, in quotes here because, you know, we don't really know whether or not he's a bad guy. No, um, no. But, um, yeah, I, I I like that. So, um, yeah, I'm all in for Navani. She's awesome. Um, Dalinar <laughs> says my... <laughs> it's actually easier to talk to her while he's not looking at her because he's like working and she's talking. Yeah, he's to working him. away. Yeah, he, he can actually say words to her. Yeah, that's funny. I made a note here that she's such a babe that uh, he he just can't look at her. Like, um, and then she's like, uh, "So, uh, are you going to apologize for missing our appointment?" And I wrote in parentheses, <laughs> "She means their date." Yeah, their <laughs> their date. Yeah, yeah. You, you stood me up. Um, so are you going to apologize? Um, yeah. And he actually completely forgot. Yeah. He's yeah, like, he completely oh, forgot. She was supposed to read to him today. Mm-hmm. That was their, like, that was their get together was she was going to read for him, which is like crazy mm-hmm. that that's like, that could be part of an evening. Hey, you want to get together so you could read to me because I don't know how to read? Mm. It's, it's just nuts. Nuts. Um, oh, this is cool. I love yeah. the first man read. Mm-hmm. It's great, this right? This is so cool. Yeah, this is neat. So um, Yasna is basically uh, telecommunicating mm-hmm. from far away. Yeah, it's such a neat, neat little thing. Uh, using quill and ink. Yeah, this is really cool. I like this. So the sp- span read has a reddish uh, smoke that floats up from the gemstones that are attached to it. The read mm-hmm. is like is like a pen, pretty much. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the pen that they have is attached to like it's like bonded or whatever to the other pen that she has mm-hmm. so when she's writing with her pen the pen here just writes by itself like it's floating in the air and then when it's their turn to respond they grab it they turn the gem on it and switch it back to writing mode and then they write with it 
And then Yasna's is the one that's floating in the air writing the response. Mm-hmm. It's totally like a, a Fantasia or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like these pens are just waving around in the air, writing all this manuscript and stuff. Like, yeah, it's, it's totally cool. I love it. Um, he, he wants to keep working and, but now that he gets the news that Yasna wants to communicate via span read. So he's, um, he's sort of reluctantly, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll take the call, you know, like mm-hmm. he'll, he'll, he'll come. And then I think it's, I think it's, uh, Navani that, re- that asks if she can, um, come as well. Yeah. Um, and, and so, says, yeah, it's, well, since, since he stood her up, um, he's feeling obligated there, especially. She says, so. she says that she finds him fascinating. I know. And he says well, that his, his sense of honor makes him very easy to manipulate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then I love this here. Navani says that in the last year, Dalinar, you've become the men that people claim that they are. Yeah. Like this is my, this is maybe a highlight for me that, you know, she's, it makes him even more interesting to her. Um, but like the mm-hmm. way that he's acting is how everyone pretends to be mm-hmm. high-minded honor. He's actually doing those things and he's seen as if he's going mad, but everyone else is just pretending to be that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I just, like, I like the fact that he's aware of it too. He says, he says, my sense of honor makes me easy to manipulate. Yeah. I Dalinar. love that. Dalinar says, I know it does. There's no need to toy with me, Navani. And she she laughs a little bit and she says, um, I'm not trying to take advantage of you, Dalinar. Well, perhaps I am taking advantage of you just a little, but I'm not toying with you. This last year in particular, you've begun to be the person the others all claim that they are. Right. Can't you see how intriguing that makes you? And he says, I, I don't do it to be intriguing. If you did, it wouldn't work. <laughs> do you know why I picked Gavilar? And then, and then now we get the yeah. reason why she picked Gavilar. Right. Which, he, of course, she also says that, like you said earlier, that um, uh, mm-hmm. that she didn't pick Dalinar because she's afraid of him. But she also says that Gavilar was frightened of him too. She says something like that intensity of yours it scared Gavilar too. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. Jeez, yeah, his own brother. Well, the Blackthorn really does sound like another character like it yeah you know yeah he's like um, i told you before gavilar is always around he's dead he's been dead for six years but he's literally always in this story like all the characters talk about him all the time at least at the very least navani who's ex-wife the brother dalinar mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. best friend sadius are like always talking about him i'm so you know what right now i'm just thinking about wanting to read something about the blackthorn Mm mm-hmm you know, I, I just, I didn't want to experience that presence, hmm. even if it's something that I disagree with that I'm reading, I'm, you know, I'm not in agreement, let's say with, um, with what the Blackthorn would be willing to do in battle mm-hmm. or with his men. Um, perhaps the Blackthorn was worse than Sadius. Perhaps. Like, like who knows? Like with regards to what he was willing to do to win. Um, Oh, that's cool. I, yeah. I like thinking about that, but that's not the chapter we're on. We're so, no. um, Navani. Yeah, this is, this is great. So, uh, so they're going to have a conversation with, um, the wonderful Yasna, who we all love. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this is cool. Um, I like how there's a code 
when they're first speaking. Right. Um, Can you trust everyone around you is pretty much the code, right? Yeah. Now, hang on. I think we're jumping in a bit because I think just before this, um, Dalinar um, uh, is reunited with his son, with Adeline. And he says, uh, shouldn't you be seen to the inspections? He says, father, I finished that three hours or hours ago. And, and uh, Dalinar thinks, oh my gosh, like I was lost in that labor. Yeah. Like I, I just pounded, I just did all that work and I was just lost in it because he just lost track of time. Right. And it's, uh, I mean, and, but it was good for him because he said like, you know, it felt good to do the work. To see progress, yeah. I know Dalinar also meets um, um, the, uh, the newest hire to the Colon uh, Princeton, which is uh, also Adeline's Danlin, main squeeze. Morikota. Danlin, <laughs> Danlin, Morik, welcome to the welcome to the show, Danlin. Not only will you get to court me, but I'm going to hire you as a scribe. <laughs> What's awesome about this is that she's only in town for like a day. Yeah. Like he's already forgotten about uh, Maralaska, Malasha, Maralaska, <laughs> Maralaska. You know, I, I love her. She's my favorite. Yeah, she's my favorite. Yeah, you're going to need a good wife, son. Perhaps very soon. Mm, that's interesting. You know, yeah. it's customary to eventually choose just one woman to court. <laughs> yeah. When I'm old and boring, perhaps Adeline says she was pretty, but. Only in camp one day, blood of my ancestors. Yeah. <laughs> Down our thought. Yeah. Oh my God. So funny. So when they start talking with Spanreed, um, um, mm. Danlin is the one who um, is going to be writing here. So she's new to camp. She's right. the new squeeze. And she's also working as a scribe for the high prince. So this is a cushy job. This girl got real quick here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, she reads off the, the page that um, it says uncle I presume you are well and then Dalinar replies indeed I am well cared for by those around me and that's the code those words were indicating that he didn't trust or at least didn't know everyone listening so Yasna should be careful not to send anything too sensitive which like you said is just really really mm-hmm. cool that they have so they like have this. all that in place yeah it's really really neat mm-hmm. because like legit Danlin has been there for one day. She could totally be a Sadius plant. So they're doing like this is why they have it, right? Yep. Um you know what you know you, you know what I was just thinking? Hmm. Just just when you said that, like them having this in place, my thoughts were like, well, they're they're no uh, they're they're not novice to this game. Right. Right. And they have spent enough time around other high princes and other positions of power to know that the you know the backstabbing that goes on the the intrigue the subterfuge and um we we are given this text the way of kings and it's an idyllic it's it's, it's a text filled with you know philosophy or ideals or religion yeah and but really the way of kings is what we're witnessing as the actual behavior of these characters the actual way of kings right and it's the actual way of kings that necessitates them having a code because they can't trust anybody right 
And it's yeah. just, it's just so disappointing that it's, you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah, anyway, whatever. But they would have just, to. Just a little thought. Um, yeah. yeah, this is very cool hearing from her. Um, I don't know. She doesn't really tell him a lot other yes. than, other than he's like, look, I want you to come back. Yeah, and yeah. she's like, I cannot say. We do yeah. get a wonderful term here that I love. Uh, she is a Veristitalian. Yes. An order of scholars who try and find the truth. Yeah. A truth in the past in order so that they can extrapolate it, make it very factual. Yeah. And help out with the future. Um, <laughs> really, how does that differ from conventional historians? The the Versatilians wouldn't give an answer. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So weird, um, yeah. We uh, we're called Veristatilians. We're special. Yeah, we have um, a specialness so to us. We're you, not ordinary historians you, like you guys, like you and the librarians can go over there. Yeah, you don't, yeah. you guys don't even know how special we are. Yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> uh Yasna asks about her brother, and then Dalinar says that uh, he almost got himself killed on that hunt. Oh, <laughs> Are we going to hear your Renarin impression again? No, no. Renarin's not even in this part. There'd be no reason to do the Renarin impersonation. I oh, mean, I thought she was. I thought she was talking about uh, how. Oh, was it was it Adeline? Yeah, uh, Yasna is asking about her own brother, which is the king. Oh, the king. Yeah, sorry, Elikar. Right? Mm -hmm. Sorry, my bad. He also says that Navani is here in the war camps again, and Yasna says, "Keep her at our arm's length, Uncle. She bites." And <laughs> yeah. she doesn't realize that she's standing right there, right? Dalinar yeah. didn't say, uh, mom's mother's right here. here. Yeah, mom's right here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> she didn't say that. So funny, so funny. You know, that's funny. Like, I wonder if that was in jest or friendly or if that was like, you know, really like. Yeah, I uh, I like this uh, seemingly this relationship that Dalinar and Yasna have. Um, we like, um, yeah, Navani later on says, you know, you, you, uh, you think highly of her and um, like he stopped what he was doing as soon as he could talk to Yasna. So he, he likes his niece. Well, I mean, she's his daughter, really. I mean, come on. Yeah. Um, like, well, he's, tra he's treating her that way. He's treating her that right, way. Right. Right. And, and that's perfectly fine too. Right. Like it's uh, very fatherly of him, yeah. especially with Gavilar being gone. Yeah, um, exactly. Yasna, Yasna's words are a little cryptic here. She's like, you know, we're, uh, we're doing work in Carbranth, but, um, um, she's like, I dare not stop my research but a time may come soon when I dare not stay away either. And it sounded a little cryptic to Delinar. She asks mm -hmm. him, can you describe the first encounter you had with the Parshendi? Like before the treaty signing and stuff? Right. Yeah. Seven years ago. Mm -hmm. And then Dalinar tells us the story, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's cool. a little too long to read like verbatim, but yep. like, um, cool. I, 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 but um it's uh it's really neat dalinar is the first person right to meet mm -hmm. the uh, uh the um, the parshendi um they were out on a hunt like a uh, gavilar was feeling down these are like you know weeks before yeah. his death right and so he's dalinar thinks like hmm, my brother is you know getting into the codes and the way of kings and he seems mm. to be going mad so let's bring him on a hunt maybe that'll snap him out of it kind of thing mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and it's like what people were trying to do for dalinar right Let's try to snap him out of it. Well, how'd that go? Mm, not good. Um, so they were out on a hunt for great shells, and um, they didn't really have um, shard blades until after Galavar's death, right? 
Um, you were saying earlier, like, you know, how do they get shard blades? Well, when mm. they first meet them, they don't have shard blades. Mm, no. Hmm. You mentioned earlier too, that, um, it only takes them a couple of days to learn a lethe, which is like really impressive. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, um, he tells her that one of the first things they learned after they learned to speak, one of the first things they asked about were Alethi maps. And she asks him, did they speak of Voidbringers at all? And he's like, no. Why, like, why would they talk about Voidbringers? That's random. Mm. <laughs> um, Yasna uh, says, okay, well, hold on. I'm, try, I'm trying to work this out in my head here. I'm thinking. And then Yasna gets Shalon. We don't hear her or, or, or like even get her name or anything. But she gets Shalon to draw a copy of something they found in one of the books. And which it looks remarkably like a um, chasm fiend, right? Mm-hmm. And what we get is the picture before Gallery of Maps. I don't know if you have um, your book in front of you, but there's a picture in my book that happens right before Gallery of Maps, chapter 24. And it's a picture of people and they're staring up at this gigantic, monstrous right. Right. great shell. Yes, I do have that. And so this is that picture that she she draws for them. So this is the exact picture that um, ends up being drawn over span read. And everyone's mm. like, wow, this is really well drawn. Like, holy crap. And of course, it was uh, her ward, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Shalom. Yeah. Mm. Um, Yasna says it's supposed to be a drawing of a Vord bringer. But she says the original artist probably chose something so monstrous because they wouldn't have known what a Voidbringer looked like. So the thing that she picked as an artist to represent what a Voidbringer is was a great shell because it was like the biggest monster on the planet. Right. Mm -hmm. I feel like you're trying to lead me somewhere. I am not trying to lead you. I'm just saying the facts. Um, that, Hmm. um, that they they found this with the uh, this ancient text or whatever, and mm. um, where is it here? Yeah, this is a depiction from one of the books here. My new ward is quite skilled at drawing, so I had her to reproduce it to you. Does it remind you of anything? And then they say this is a picture of a chasm fiend. Um, the book describes this as a picture of a void bringer. The book is a copy of a text originally written in the years before the recreants. However, the illustrations are copied from another text, even older. In fact, some think that the picture was drawn only two or three generations after the heralds departed. And this is when we get this little spot here where Adeline whistles, and that would make mm-hmm. it very old indeed. Delinar thought so far, uh, Adelinar understood they had a few pieces of art writing uh or writings dating back from before the uh, uh, during the shadow days from before the shadow days the way of kings being one of the oldest and the only complete text and even if it had survived only in translation because they had no copies no originals of yeah. the originals yeah so she says before you jump to conclusions i'm not implying that the void bringers are the same as chasm fiends i believe that the ancient artist didn't know what a void bringer looked like and so she drew the most horrific thing she knew of and then Dalinar thinks, but how mm. did the original artist know what a chasm fiend looked like? We only just discovered the shattered. And then he says, of course, though the unclaimed hills were now empty, they had been an inhabited kingdom. Remember, we, we, we know that from right. the vision that he from had. Right? Vision, that's right. Right. 
So someone so in the past these... had known about Chasm Fiends and known them well enough to draw one and label it as a Voidbringer. So there's a little, if I was leading you anywhere, it was leading you to that point where there was this connection between his vision and something in a, an actual text. So, so where are we with regards to the formulation of the way of Kings then in terms of the author? What do you mean? Well, we know the author's name, right? Yeah. Nohadan. Nohadan. Yeah. So was he, uh, in any way connected to the Parshendi? I mean, in what we've read so far, there, there's, I don't think there's anything to imply that. Um, okay. but we, what we do know now is that it's a very, very ancient text, the way of Kings. Right. So what we know about it is that it exists. Like we don't know much more about it and that it, hmm. it has existed for a very long time. Hmm. The conversation ends pretty abruptly. Um, she, uh, well, she and says, it, ends, it ends with, uh, with Dalinar asking her to, to come back, to come back. Mm-hmm. She's like, well, if I do, I want to get, a, I want to be able to see a chasm fiend. And he's like, yeah, a dead one. We're not a dead one. See a live <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Mm-hmm. But he does think a couple of times, like how good it would be to have her back. Abdication would go so much better if she was here because she could help, like, take care of her her own brother. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, she's we know her as well, and she seems like a, a force of nature. So. And then after this uh, period, I believe that he dismisses everybody, including Adeline. Mm-hmm. And um, then Navani stays behind. Yeah. Yeah. And he thinks it's somewhat inappropriate, but she says, uh, we're family and I have questions. Right. <laughs> she asks why she trusts, why he trusts Jaz- Yasna so much. Hmm. Oh, yes. I love this. This is great. Mm hmm. She refused, well, she says her own words about her own daughter. She's a heretic. She refused to join any of the devotees because she did not believe in their teachings. Rather than compromise for the sake of appearances, she has been honest and has refused to make professions she does not believe. I find that a sign of honor. Yeah, he thinks her honorable, which is really cool. Very cool. Um, people will talk, let them, your most important <laughs> hypothesis. Like, dude, he like stands in such a way so that he could see the the guards and the guards can see him. So yeah. that this way no one can say that they were like touching each other. Right. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Like he's like, okay, yeah. the, the doors open a crack, the, the guard can see me if I stand just like this. And if I stand like this, he can see that um yeah. she is just definitely close not, the door and go for we're it, definitely buddy. not Come having on. sex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm stepping down as soon as I can make the necessary arrangements. Right. She calls it a terrible mistake. This is a terrible mistake. It's mine to make. Mm-hmm. And I must repeat my request. I have many things to think about, Navani, and I can't deal with you right now. And he points to the doorway. That's it. Delinar thought, letting out a long exhalation. I've made the decision. Too wary to remove his plate unassisted, he sank down onto the floor, resting his head back against the wall. He would tell Adeline his decision in the morning, then announce it at the feast within the week. 
From there, he would return to Alethgar and his lands. It was over. <laughs> so sad, man. I know. That's what I mean. Like, this was, like, I was anticipating the last chapter of part two to have an event. Like I said, some kind of interjection, whether it was, you know, a dramatic piece, like somebody dies or there's mm -hmm. uh, some kind of a duel or fight. Um, uh, or maybe the wit uh, to introduce levity, like some kind of event, but there, there wasn't. No. The, the decision was just all of the, all of this text was about the decision was made. Yeah. It's great. I mean, it's great, it's, but it's, it's great. It's, it's wonderful. It's sad as hell. Yeah. It's sad. It's, it's, a, it's yeah. a little disappointing. It's a heavy chapter, but mm -hmm. highlights. I mean, I think you, you picked on a great one from uh, Navani, but I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to have to still stand by my other. Um, well, I, I like this idea of, of him claiming that only um, this brute force breaks the rock. Right. But it's not so. Yeah, I like that too. It's a it's something wind, that you uh, that you and caught, rain. and uh, I really like. Wind so I like rain. that, and I, and I like the fact that he jumped in and smashed out the latrine. I mean, he's it's pretty fucking cool. It's so cool. He's breaking the mold, right? He yeah. and even even his last. It's kind of like his last action. Yeah, it's the last it's, thing it's, he can do for his people. Yeah, he built he built a latrine. Yeah, crazy. Smashed right? out it. Yeah, it is crazy. The um, info dump is super light today. Um, the um, I have here that uh, Chal shells are painted blue and white to reflect the island of their Reshi handlers. Mm -hmm. And then the other stuff was all about the pan span read, which we we already kind of went over. Yeah, um, yeah, it's um, a very um, fun chapter. I like that we get um, we get a reminder of Yasna and Sh Shalon. Mm -hmm. right so um that's really nice and uh we get a little more uh, navani which i always i'll take all the navani possible <laughs> now you got me wondering about this gal so yeah. interludes are next we'll do interludes uh yeah i see yeah. interludes here sometime in the next week we'll do interludes Ooh, i see a familiar name Ooh, on the interludes yeah. it's risen uh, axes and zeth yeah Oh boy. My boy Zeth. The return of Zeth. Oh boy. Son Valano. Son Valano. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. Yeah. I can't this wait. It's gonna be good. Yeah, it's gonna be really good. If you're willing to support uh, <laughs> it's late, eh? <laughs> it's ha 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 ha. Hi, hi. I'm gonna like, <laughs> um, talk to you. If you like the show and you want to support it, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash heroes of um, if you want to talk to us and uh, reach out, you can find us on Twitter at Heroes of One or on Instagram at Heroes of Hakathra. We also have a Facebook page called Storm Pod. Come and talk to us, and we are going to have a good chat, Taru. Um, are you uh, you excited for this next part? Uh, part three, there, Jack. Yes, part three cometh. But first, yeah. the interludes. But yeah, looking forward to part three. Looking forward to getting back to Carbranth. Um, and I want. Brandon, Mr. Sam, I want some jam. Jam. I want me some jam. Raspberry. Whenever we get some jam, maybe we can buy the rights to jam by Michael Jackson. Uh, never mind. <laughs> there's only one character who would dare give me the raspberry. Oh, there's there's a jam reference. Lone Star. <laughs> oh, Lone Star. <laughs> and with that, I think we all say goodbye. 
StormPod is brought to you by Heroes of. Theme song by Jack Forrest Productions. Additional music by Jason Moray. Produced by Jack, J, Phil, Mike, and Sean. The Heroes of Hakathra. Hakathra.